four World Cups, obviously something you would have liked to achieve, you, you didn't get selected for 2014. As somebody who's, who's been used to having that golden child status, right? Mm -hmm. How crushing was that? Devastating. Yeah. Was that the hardest thing you've had to deal with in, in, my in career, football? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember crying in the stall right after. Um, I learned a big lesson that day, though. What was that? Because uh, Michael Bradley, Bees, and Kyle Beckerman came into the bathroom and, like, consoled me. And then I was, like, talking about depression. Like, for a few weeks, I was in a bad place. And then I started thinking about Kyle, because we had grown up together, too, playing at 16. And he had just found out he was going to the World Cup, and that was his first World Cup at 32. So he must have been, like, never happier but he still came in and put his arm around me like in that moment and that was so sweet and i thought like i had never done that for anyone else and i had always made the team and been the star and all that shit. and mm -hmm. i had never done that for anyone that's actually what that moment helped me in coaching as much as anything but like, you see because i could actually feel what it felt like to be the 18th guy or the 25th guy on the roster and i had never felt that before but you say that and when i got in the car accident you you sent me gifts in the hospital, mm. right? And yeah, you know, like. But that was like on a personal, because like as a personal human being, I feel all that. Like I'm an empath, like that compassion. But I'm talking about soccer wise. I was always like I was saying I was just like obsessed with being successful. So I wasn't thinking about the other guys who weren't doing that. You know. What did he send you? Sent me a cooler and video games and, uh, you know, a card. And so I remember receiving it because I said I, I was, you know, I, I got a bunch of mail and letters and uh, amazing tributes and stuff, from messages from fans and supporters and family. But in terms of like gifts, like from teammates, uh, I think I could count on one hand. So mm -hmm. the fact that it came from you. How did you, how did you handle me. that? Um, after the time, like after you got through it. Cause what happens is like, everyone's like, oh, sorry. What? And then you probably go through a few weeks or months and then you don't hear from anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, or like, it's not the same. So how did you, I always wanted to ask you that. Well, the benefit for me was I was going, going through rehab with Gooch. And in my mind, the only thing that could get me going up every single day, waking up early, rehab from sun up to sundown every single day was I, I can get back. Like mm -hmm. I, I got to make up for this. Mm. Like, I let you guys down, I let my family down. I was like, if I can get back on the team and show, like, I've suffered all this pain, I, I went through all this, like, I suffered the repercussions. So now, let me make it up to you. Mm. And that was driving me forward. So I didn't have to think about shit, to mm. be honest. I was like, let me just think about grinding. I'll go through the pain, but I'll get back on the pitch. And, and that's what's going to get me through that. And then you guys can forgive me. That's, that's, that was my thought process. Mm. And then in, when you guys went to South Africa and I got that phone call from Bob, he's not gonna be able to take me to the World Cup camp, which is all I really wanted. I knew realistically I wouldn't get to, to play, but I was like, if I can get, just get back to the camp and see everybody, mm. like that'll be full circle for me. You know, at least I, I gave it my all to try and get back. But when y'all called me in the locker room and you guys were like, give me low, you know, shout outs over the phone after you just beat Algeria. Like that was, I was like, this is why I did it. You know, this is why I consider you guys family. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it was just, let, like I've done my whole life 
It's like I worked hard because I didn't have to think about all the things I was dealing with. And I could kind of get everything off my chest. So I didn't have that stress and pressure every day because I was working so hard that I, I would I'd say I'm gonna work it out. Like hmm. all this anxiety and stress and pressure and depression, the only way I can get through it is just by going out and working and, and doing extra. And the more extra I did, the better I felt about myself. Hmm. How often do you still think about it? Never. Never, that's good. It's funny when that happened, like all humans go through like you go through all the thoughts of like, what the fuck was he thinking? I feel so bad for him. Oh my God, the family, the girls, all that. Like as I get older and older, I think how many situations have I been in that could have ended that way and how fucking lucky I was. Close calls, yeah. Jesus, man. You know, like we've all been in bad situations and been in like places we shouldn't have been probably and done things we shouldn't have done. And like, man, it can go. <laughs> we've been very lucky, man. Going back to that 2014 situation, like for me, I still think that you would have been a difference maker. I don't know what the dynamic was between you and Jurgen, whether the sabbatical situation hurt you because during the, the, the World Cup qualifying times, not being there and, and dealing with stuff, but still after all that, like it, it, it's hard to, to, to say that, you know, you would have definitely made a difference for us in that team, and it was crazy. I think it just shook everybody up to, that you're not even being there. You know, the hardest part, well, not the hardest part, but what was hard for me is I was genuinely, and people might have said bullshit at the time, but I swear to God, I was genuinely at peace with not playing a lot. Going there and not, and I was totally fine with that. I knew I could help the team. Even if I didn't play a minute, I knew I could help guys in some way. I've been through all. Sure, especially first game, Josie going down yeah, hamstring. Just, yeah, and I and I I recognized at that time too. I'm not I'm not a starter right now on this team. Maybe by maybe something happens, I get my chance. But I was totally at peace. But I don't think I'm not sure the players believed that I believe that, and I know the staff didn't believe that. And I you know I can't get into Jurgen's head. I don't know what he was thinking, but I wish I could have just been there to help. You know, that was the hardest part. I didn't care about going to another World Cup. I just wanted to do this thing again with all the, you know, like be a part of it again. And that was, that was, that part sucked. You, you were left off that team too. Did that leave you feeling some kind of weight towards Jurgen? Towards Jurgen? Um, no, I, look, when, when I came back to Philly initially from Europe and I came on loan, it was to get back playing so I can get back in the picture. I had missed like, a long stretch of games, important games, like Clint was mentioning there. And in that period of time, other players had started to come into form and were playing more and playing more consistently. Kyle Beckerman had locked down that position. There was a change in tactics a little bit as well, started playing more of like a diamond midfield. Um, so I knew it was a long shot, but I still thought I was gonna be part of the team, 2014. I'll never forget how, the, how it played out. Like I'm, we were coming back from like doing, I think it was the second session of the day. We were split into two groups. Some one group was like doing a regen. And I remember my yeah, the group timing was, of it I thought was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah, weird I'm because there were still this. people yeah. around, people walking in and out. It wasn't like it wasn't like a set. Right. A private it wasn't like there was privacy. No. It was very you much. Know, how, did, like, how did you get told? I'm curious. So I this never... is so I'm walking back and I see Jurgen kind of talking one on one. I'm kinda like Trying to read it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Putting two together. <laughs> what's what's happening over here? <laughs> and um, 
then I see like them kind of like shake hands or whatever, some kind of exchange and body language tells you like, oh shit, that wasn't a good conversation. But I'm like, damn, I'd hate to be him right now. That sucks. <laughs> Go about my business I'm talking to, or I'm talking to, walking up. And um, literally about to walk, like the door is at that couch. I'm probably just about here. Jurgen's probably where Landon is, maybe about a couple yards back. Mo, let me talk to you for a second. Heart dropped. Mm. I said, nah, bro, I, ain't. I almost wanted to ignore him. Like, nah, you ain't talking to me. I'm going in here to get changed and showered and whatever. We um, had the conversation and he's like, so he says, right now, Jermaine's the six and uh, Beckerman is the backup and Michael is a 10 and Mix, uh, Discord oh, is a backup 10. Right. And I was like, okay, wait, like, why are you telling me this? Like, what are you, where are you going with this, you know, in my head? But obviously, I knew what it was at that point and whatever, he says that, says a few other words of like, you know, good camp, blah, 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 all that. Blackout? Blackout. As soon as he said that, as soon as he laid out the positions, I was like, oh, that's it, huh? And um, yeah, it sucked. I mean, same thing. Cry? I was fuck, bro, I bought my, I wanted to shower, I tried to get away from everybody. You know, you try to like cry and get that shit out, the, out of your system before the rest of the team walks in. <laughs> it was one of them kind of moments. And in that time, I learned that he got cut too. And I was just like, Make you feel better about it in any way? No, and maybe I just lost my mind. I'm like, what the fuck's going on right now? Like, I'm like, what, what, what just happened? You know, in my head, um, at some point, I could put ration to why I got cut because I was like, all right, miss time. These guys played well. It wasn't like Jermaine was bad, like Beckerman was bad, and I'm like, these are two shit players. Why are you taking them? These are good players. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I could, in Landon's situation, I couldn't even imagine like what he would must have been going through in that period. For it to have hit me the way it hit me, where I was a dark horse, I was I had a long shot. Expectation was probably mixed. If you would have probably talked to pundits and media, it might have been like a split thing. Some would have, if it's four of you guys, you two might have said yeah, you two might have said no. Mm -hmm. In Landon's scenario, I think it would have probably been unanimous. Like. Although, he's going. whatever, he had a sabbatical, he went away yeah, for a little going. bit. Yeah, he's going. Fuck, talking about Landon Donovan. Like, what are you talking about? So, it was just a weird dynamic, and I remember our very first game, my very first game back was the same as his. We played against them. They waxed us 4-1. And um, it was just a crazy dynamic because, and I don't know how you process it all, but playing that game, I was still shouldering so much of that weight of of like disappointment, and again, not just from a personal standpoint, because it was just, it sucked too, because my family all came to that game. It's in LA. It should have been a game that I was excited to have my family there, but instead I felt like a burden, because I'm like, you guys are coming out here in numbers, it's even more so to support me because this has just happened, and I don't even want to see you. Like, I feel like I've let you down, I've dropped the buck. Like, how old were you at the time? It was 2014, so. I'd have been like 27, 28. Yeah. And it's... Because you're like, it's very rare that you can play in four. You know what I mean? You only, there's only so many that you can be a part of, right? It's every four years. And that's, I think that's what's also the huge weight as well. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah. There's only so many, many chances. How many opportunities am I yeah. going to get? Exactly. Right. The only thing that was helpful was my dad was there. And like, he never gets to be at my games, right? And like to have him there not even saying anything. Like at the time, his speech was incredibly slurred. He couldn't really communicate it that well. But just having him there on the sideline, knowing that like... He turned up for you. He, he turned up, but not even just he turned up, but like there was gonna be no judgment. He just wanted to, like him being able to just witness me play. If I would've had the shittiest game of my life, if I would've scored three own goals, 
his appreciation, his reaction was gonna be the same in that moment. And so like, I needed that. And so that, that helped me, I think, in a big way. But still, like, in the back of my mind, I still always wondered like how you handled it. Because in that game, you played well. I don't feel like I played well in that game because I was still just so burdened by the, by the feeling and the action of it. Can you say, I remember you saying like, you, you were curious to know what he thought about it because you didn't connect yeah. at that point. Yeah. What I thought about. Just the, not make, not make, not being selected. Yeah, by like, I was just listening to you say that with the family stuff. Like you're also embarrassed. Like I was embarrassed. To, I was embarrassed to go back to my team, because they're like, "Fuck, you didn't even make the team." You know, I was embarrassed. And with my family too. Like our families sacrifice so much, and so you feel like you let them down. Yeah. I feel like you didn't make the team, you know, and that's that's a hard feeling. You know what Mo said about, what the F are you talking about? It's Landon Donovan, of course he's going to make the team. Did you feel like that? Were you like, do you know who I am? I'm, no, not in that way, but I knew that I could help the team, like I said. And that's, I was at a point in my career, if I was 21, I would have been like, do you know who the fuck I am? But at 32, I just knew I could help the team. And I remember saying, I, what I said to Jurgen was, said, I respect your decision. There are guys, I said this, I'll never forget I said this and it came to be true. I said, there are guys in here, in that locker room who you're gonna take to the World Cup, who will play three or four or five games, will never play for the US again, will rarely step in the United States again and don't give a fuck what happens to US soccer after this tournament. In general, that's something that you feel strongly, though, about, right? I've, I'm, I've seen it's, you talk about that on broadcast. If you're going like, to play for your national, like, there's a different level of pride and caring that you, I believe you have to have in order to bring out everything that you can possibly bring out in a national team game. I believe that with all my heart. Like, but in modern day life, like, I know, heritage. I know. And well, look, I'm half Canadian, right? So, like, I could. I could have played for Canada. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, maybe now. Yeah, maybe kind now. But nice I, now. You <laughs> took some L's back you, then. You were like, Canada kids? Nah. Um, so I totally get that. But I'm also like, I have a real, I still have a real connection with Canada. Like, I, I feel connected to Canada. But I was only ever going to play for the U.S. You know, like, you, you just said, I totally get that. It, when I heard you say that, no disrespect, it didn't feel to me like you got it. It didn't feel to me like you, you understood you that if you, like, let's say you're Mo, right? And you have Nigerian heritage and American heritage, that you can identify with both but of those. But there's a, of course you can identify with both. But I, that's what but I'm can saying. You not, can you not identify with both proud. of those and still love America? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I... No question. How do you judge that then? That's totally subjective whether somebody loves America enough. What I, I would say the sacrifices you're making for your country on a consistent basis shows how much you care. And if you're not there often enough, then it doesn't seem like maybe people are caring as much. For me, that's what shows you care if you're there during the tough times, the grind, taking those trips, risking injury. And some, in but you're the same guy that wants to win at all cost, right? So don't you just no, want to hey, the, the best that's available to me? the national team. I don't feel that way. Not with the national team. I think there has to be something different inside you that drives you to play for the national team. Isn't America a melting pot? Like, yes. isn't that what America stands for? I'm a melting pot. Like, I'm, I'm, 
I'm half Canadian, I have Middle Eastern descent, I have African descent, I have Irish, German descent. So it's descent. confusing to me. Help, help but, me understand this. Yeah. Um, I guess the best way I can explain it is it, I, am, I am an example because I am extremely proud of my Canadian roots. Extremely. Like, I, I've known the national anthem since I was eight years old. I watched hockey games with my, dad's gro with my dad growing up. Been to Canada countless times. I'm very proud. But I, 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 I identify as an American. Like, I feel American. I would have felt a little fraud, not a little, I would have felt fraudulent playing for Canada, even though I'm extremely proud of my Canadian roots. I would have felt like I'm not really Canadian in the same way. That's, that's what, what the only okay, way I can question. describe So the question it. is like, if you weren't good enough to play for the I was going to ask that. And then you're like, oh, Canada's like, that's a fair we got question. an opportunity for you. It's a fair question. Because let's say a guy like Jermaine Jones is a perfect example. Yeah, who's a fair gifted, question. But couldn't play with Germany. For the record, by the way, Germany. for the record, Jermaine is not one of those guys I was referring to. No, like, I think Jermaine cared. He he. But I'm saying, I, that's I, a, I guess totally. what they're what they're trying to say is what warrants you to believe someone cared enough. Explain that. I didn't say cared enough. I said I would care more than they do. Oh, okay, that's what I said. Mm -hmm. A lot more. And they won't. And I don't. I don't feel like they will care. That's just my feeling. I could be wrong. Other people can feel differently. I was just saying, like, there's a difference between, like, a Jermaine Jones who would have played for Germany had they not been as good as they were. He, she chose yeah, the U.S. Yeah, his first because, choice would have been Germany. Right. He yeah. chose the U.S. because that was the only opportunity for him to but play Jermaine, the World Cup. But to, to that, but his Jermaine mentality had to, his mentality, he had to do something that made you say, oh, he... he and he did, you, to his credit. And, and like, yeah. what, what were some of those things that maybe some of these other guys well, didn't do? All that, like you could tell he cared. When he was in, he cared. And it wasn't about him, it was about the country. It wasn't about playing in a World Cup or playing for a national team. It was about like, I felt that way at least. I don't know if you guys so agree, but like, I felt he cared. To, to that rule? You know what well, I'm saying? Do you, do you really think it's so? not a rule, it's not a rule. It's just, what? I'm not questioning whether, like, I think it's, isn't it always about us? Like essentially, Jermaine wanted the experience of playing for a national team and playing sure, at a we World all Cup. Do. We all do. It's not totally altruistic where, hey, I just no, care about no, the American no, no, no. soccer I'm not, team. I'm not suggesting that. But he did all the, the sacrifices things. sacrifices that he made. This, and he showed that, the like, way that over which he time, played, he put showed his body he on the line. Yeah. yeah. The travel, making sure that he was there for games. But he also just felt like part of the group. Right? Like he felt part, he integrated himself, he would, it's like, no, it's like any player that comes to a club team too. You don't integrate yourself and make yourself part of the team. It's like, okay, well then it's just about you. Were you on the broadcast when Lennon said that? Did you feel any kind of way about it? My initial reaction was like, I got three kids that are, well, I have a third coming, but I have three kids who are gonna grow up that are gonna have so many components of them. Mexican, Nigerian, American, right? And so if the option comes up, I would want them to feel welcome in any direction, right, to all three of those countries. But would you also want them to show that they're a part of those cultures, countries, national also, teams, you, et cetera? Yeah, but, I, but so, okay, so how do you, so for the three of them, for example, I want them to play for the U.S., but if my child were to say, I you know Nigeria. what, I, play, I want to play for Nigeria, or I want to play for Mexico, I would want them to go to that national team and feel welcomed, right? And feel like mm -hmm. doors are but open. But there's a like lot of nuance here too because your point was right. Like 
But if they tried to play for the U.S. and they wanted to and they weren't good enough, yeah. then... Even to that point, if they tried to play for the U.S. and they weren't and good enough... And that's why I'm saying it's a good question, because if I wasn't good enough and Canada offered me, being honest, I probably would have said yeah. Yeah. Right? And so to that but question... I also, so then you'd be the person that you well, but ultimately... I'm, but, okay. but I... I can only tell you what I feel, right? Yeah. I don't, there's no like data to prove that what I'm saying is right. I just know that one, I cared a lot more about the national team and what happened to it at that time than some other people. That I, no doubt about that. Two, I didn't feel, and I think it's come to fruition, that they in any way were hurt by, devastated, disappointed, in the same way that most were, that we, well, we did okay in the World Cup, but like when we lost or when it was over, that it was over. That's all, that's all, that was my point to Jurgen, is you're gonna have someone in who, who will fucking die for the country and the team, literally. Like, that's how I felt. And then you're gonna have some people who are just like, oh, it's a few games in the World Cup, it'll help my career, and then I'm gonna move on. And that's the way I felt. Is there any legitimacy to I don't that? Know. Do you think? <clears throat> Yeah, I think, I think there is legitimacy to that. But I think also there's a way, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm with you in terms of thinking, when I was growing up, the national team was the biggest thing. It was the thing that I saw representing your country in a World Cup, Pac Stadium, that was always the dream for me as a kid. But at the same time, I think there's a way that you can play for both your country and your club with the same mentality that people feel like you'll die out there for them. Correct. That you will which sacrifice, is which, is, which is Jermaine. That you would sacrifice your body, yeah. put yeah, everything right. on the line. I felt the same about the Galaxy. Yeah. So let me ask you this then, right? So just going back to that 2014 team, right? If that team goes on to make it to the semis, do you still feel the same way? Yeah. Mm. It's, okay. not, it's not but, about the success. But so how are you it's quantifying how or how are you like identifying their level of care? Because to me... Because I saw it. I mean, I just saw it over months and months and months in camp. You used to come on, well. No, I know. I'm, you I'm saw just, it. I'm just, you saw yeah, it. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm you're just saying, saying what everyone else was thinking. And no, no one's, I'm not, no one's, I'm, I'm no one's got the balls to better, say it. No, I'm not, it's not even that. I'm just asking if you're saying that that equates to performance. I think there is, I think there is, wanna, I mean, you can still perform without caring to that level, but I think there's something more you're willing to give when you care at that level, at the level I cared, and many others did. Which essentially you're saying is Jurgen brought players who felt that this was an opportunity just to raise their profile to play in a World Cup because they weren't going to get it in any other country, representing any other country, to compete and use that as I think a springboard. A few, I think a few players, if you sat them down with a lie detector test, would say, yeah, that's what it was. And in fairness to Jurgen, like, he just wanted the best team possible. So it's fine. If he thought that was what the best team possible was, that's totally fine. Do you think that felt offensive to a certain section of America, you saying that? And does that perturb you in any way? Yes and no. Hmm, interesting. I mean, it's just, my, it's just my feelings. I have a lot of feelings that people don't agree with. And you're cool with that? Well, what am I going to, I can't. I'm 41, Kate, I got three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Can't fake how you feel, I guess. So you admitted you were dual national. I didn't see that one coming. I thought when you admitted that, you were going to say U.S.-Mexico. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, 
Can we talk about that, Landon? I feel like we're talking about that. This out on the flight over. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure everybody here has got thoughts about Landon and his promotion for Mexico. 2018 World Cup. Let's set the scene. USA doesn't make it. Landon decides to pledge his allegiance to the Concacaf rivals, Mexico. Was it just a money thing? (laughs) Partially. That's honest. Like 80 percent, 90 percent. No, I mean, it wasn't life changing. Okay, but. I, you guys, I see the world differently in a lot of ways. I think people have realized that. During World Cups, I'm not ashamed to say I root for CONCACAF teams other than the U.S. If, if we're not in it or if we're not playing each other. I do. I think that's good for our region. I think that's good for soccer here. Aside from that, I grew up with Mexicans. All Mexicans. And so the weird part for me has been during my career, I was always uh, at odds with the Mexican national team. But that always got perceived as being at odds with Mexicans or Mexican people. But the rivalry was between me and the Mexican national team and a number of their players. So I've always known what that was. But I think from a public perception and the way human beings want to pit people against each other, it's all Mexicans, all Americans, we all hate each other, we all fight, we're all rivals. For me, it was about the national team. So there's a lot to unpack there. I'm sure you guys, once you guys give me your thoughts, we can get it all out. But um, I don't regret any of it. I don't have any shame in it. Um, I made a... There can't be any other choice some, you've made where you got more crap. No, I mean, there's some regret in how, you know, like holding a scarf that says my other team is Mexico was not smart, right? <laughs> that was, I'm glad you guys Damn, think that's bro. funny. Ooh, that's it a was, statement. I'll just tell you guys that it was an end of a long day. There was props, lots of different things. We were taking pictures whatever. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even see the scarf. I didn't even know what it was. Um, but I should have been more aware of what I was doing. I wouldn't have made that choice. Um, but as an overall decision, I have no shame in saying that I support, you know, when Costa Rica's in the World Cup, I support them. When, when Canada's in the World Cup, obviously I support them. When Mexico's there, I support them. And Shoot, Mo's married, married to a Mexican and you still root for them to and, lose. And you yeah, still have banter. problems with it. It's banter. Uh, so, yeah, no, I still, I, I bet with her mom every day, every time that we play and I'm, you're up right now. This generation got me nice right now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I mean, hearing the way you explain it there, it's... But here's the problem, Mo. Let me just start. Let me stop, okay, stop real quick. And this is the problem in our country right now, and I'm glad we're doing this, because when you sit and talk about it, there's more nuance to everything. And the problem is, is we read something, we read a scarf, and you're like, oh, my God, and you think something about it. Well, why don't we have a conversation? I can explain it. Nobody wants time for that. So in everything in our world now, it's like black or white, Trump or Biden, red or blue, this or that. And it's like, well, can we have some conversation, be some nuance about it? We're actually more similar than we think we are, right? So just, I just want to say No, that's fair, but I also think that if, when we make decisions to do certain things, right, we have to also recognize that what we decide to put out there is going to be put under under that microscope of where people have to just judge it because a conversation can't follow in every scenario, right? So like- Well, or or people don't want to, and I'm guilty of this. You don't want to. You don't care about the conversation. You just want to make a decision on it, make up your mind about it, move on to the next thing. Right? Yeah. I hate doing things to where I have to now 
justify them. Explain it. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I've said a lot of stupid shit, done a lot of stupid things to where I, I'm for. <laughs> 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 my initial thoughts were just like, my man done lost his damn mind. I said, this payday must have been crazy for him to do this. Like, well, yeah, I, mean, I, was also, I wouldn't have done it for free. Yeah. So how do we get you here then? <laughs> how we get you to come today, bro? <laughs> like I did it for free. <laughs> so here's a real question. That's why, the, what would the money <laughs> amount have to have been for you to go, okay? I mean, I have someone, when you talk about money, would never. my ears perk up a little bit. But <laughs> that situation, Eyes too. I well, you have I, to, I feel what you're saying. You in have terms, to believe it. If you don't I, believe I, it, you're not going to believe it. Exactly. Play. I feel what you're saying in terms of, like, you want to see CONCACAF teams do well because it makes your region look better and have more weight to qualifying in this region. And it gives you more, like, respect and credibility. But in terms of, like, that situation, uh, that's that's a tough one for me. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you got to feel a certain way. You know what I mean? You had reasons to back the the reason why you felt that way, and it's good to hear you explain that. But for me, but you still think it's I could, up, huh? I, I don't think I could do that. I think that. the hardest part is because it's him. When we think of U.S. soccer, the first names that are mentioned are yours, so you're almost like synonymous with that brand and with that, and <laughs> you're laughing, and with U.S. soccer, and so like. Now so if Timmy you, Chandler had gone and done it, you wouldn't have had a problem? He would have said, oh, I knew I that. <laughs> I think, I think there's, there's going to be a, an immediate reaction if a U.S. player does this or a Mexican player would have done the same thing. The reaction would have been crazy, just initial reaction. But I think for it to have such a lasting effect is more so because of who you are, right? And how you become yeah, such so a... Yeah, so let me... We'll dive a little deeper here. Not that anyone cares, but we'll dive a little <laughs> deeper. So there's... I'm a realist, but I'm also an idealist. So in a perfect world, in my opinion, in a perfect world, I mean, we're getting way deeper here, but I'll just say it, all borders wouldn't exist and we'd just be people, human beings, right? In a perfect world. You wouldn't be a Mexican or American, you'd just be human. You wouldn't be Afghani or Nigerian, you're just a human, right? I understand how the world works, why it is that way, how borders have come to be and countries, whatever. But to me, it just creates separation and like tribalism, fighting against each other, right? So I don't view Mexican, I view a Mexican national team as a rival to us. And obviously no one, no one took it more seriously than I did because I, I enjoyed beating their ass every time. But in a perfect world, we're all just human beings and we're not, now it's weird to say that because I competed against other countries for a living, but that's at my heart. That's what I believe. And so I have now, no this problem. Was, if this was Mexico people in general, the country. And, well, that's why, I mean, and, but Charlie, that's why, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Right? Well, like, I, I have think. friends who, like, cry when Mexico loses. And it's, I like seeing them happy and enjoying when Mexico does well. And that's why I've always felt that way about do Mexico. Kind of, do you like just being different, though? Is it's there not, part of you that just, like, enjoys like Alexi, riling people? Right? Like, Alexi oh, does okay. it just to do it, you know? That's not you. I'm, it's just the way I am. I don't do it. I'm not, it's not calculated. I'm not trying to, it's just, it's just the way I think. Let's say you saw Messi, for example, holding up, Barcelona didn't qualify for Champions League somehow, some way, and he's holding up the Real Madrid jersey saying, my or, other team is. But no, I'm saying, if we're not gonna go to the countries, like, because okay. I feel like with club teams sometimes, I feel like a club team is different than a national team, although the national team landscape has changed because you can less change, Less tribal you can choose, or more tribal? Less because you can choose your team. Right? I was just going to okay. say, the difference is, Mo, you choose your 
You choose your club team. Well, you that's can what I'm saying. You don't you can choose, choose where you're born. You can that's choose, what I'm saying. You can choose your country now. That's oh, what yeah. I just said. <laughs> that it's a little bit... Touche, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, Chuck. Hey, Touche. Hey, hey, I saying. said that. I said it's a little bit different now. It's a little bit different now. My point is that I think the reaction would still be, the hell are you doing? Like, if it's Messi holding up a Real Madrid jersey because... For sure. And that's, even, that's not even as deep because that's not the country he plays for. Mm-hmm. That's not the, the birth country but for he's, him. He's part of the fabric. It's wild that they thought to approach you. That, that's crazy to me that they thought, here's an idea. Let's go for Landon Actually, Donovan. it's not how it happened. Oh, how did it happen? We actually spoke and talked about how we can... So the, where it all initiated was, like every partner of the World Cup, Wells Fargo had... And by the way, I've been with Wells Fargo for eight, ten years, so I have a tight relationship with them. You bank with them? I do. Okay, make sure. Thank you. Make sure that, Thanks, Ryan. Where's, where's your money at? I do you know bank with them. Get your money where your mouth is. I do. Let me know okay, where your account is. All right. I don't mean, I don't, you by enough? the way. You tied enough? You tied enough? You tied enough? All right. <laughs> so Wells Fargo, uh, they made your money? I'm starting to believe so you a little bit more. They made me money, yes. So they were worried, like everyone else, when the U.S. didn't qualify, how, how do we make this as successful as possible, right? Like Fox was worried because they had the rights. Univision, I think, had the rights. All the part, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola, everyone. It's like, okay, we're, we just lost 30% of what our anticipated revenue because the U.S. isn't involved. So let's, they came to us and said, What's, what, what are some interesting ideas? And we just brainstormed whatever, and I, that's how it eventually came about. Well, what if we did something with Mexico? Because I do, I want to support them and Costa Rica and everybody else in the World Cup. And that's how it all formulated. So they didn't, it's not like they had was an idea, idea and came. I don't remember how it all came about, but we all, yeah, you know, it was brainstorming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually I didn't see it. Hey, and where was Costa Rica at? <laughs> yeah. Costa Rica like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> we got screwed. <laughs> Costa Rica like, damn, que haces? <laughs> They take his cup away. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Ay, Dios mío. Going back to kind of the rivalry between you two and where we started some of this conversation, tied for all-time leading score, is it 57 goals each for the U.S. men's national team? How much does that irk you? It, it just, like, there must be those moments that you look back and think, man, if that, if that one had just gone in. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't because I was Clint. on Clint. Well, right, I'm leaving. No, Stop hey, it. Hey, hey, I thought, hey, we were, I thought this was a real conversation. conversation. Hey, hey, There's a certain hey, amount of bullshit I can hey, listen to. Hey, 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 and I don't reach right, my quarter with that say comment. Say what you got to say, and I'm going to speak my truth. All right, hold on. But if this, <laughs> come on, hey, man. If y'all let Landon slide with that shit, y'all got to let me slide with this. Fuck. Come down, sit down. Hold on, wait a minute. Something ain't right. I thought this shit was real. No. He said, I'm, I'm okay, okay with it. Here's the situation. Do I want to? Did I want to? Hey, let's go get me. Hey, all right, I, let him explain. Did let I want to have more goals than him? Hell yeah, I did. But for me, that that doesn't eat me up inside is, I had to have two heart procedures, to to, to then come back and then to get a few more goals. That that was borrowed time to me. My my career could have been over. You know what I'm saying? Like I was lucky enough to call to come back, get called back in, and to make the impact, get the goals that I did to to even to even tie that number. Do I wish I would have broke the record? Hell yeah. There ain't no question. I'm out there to, to be the best I can be, take it as far as I can take it. I mean, going back to my very first cap, to put things in perspective, I was a damn holding midfielder. I didn't give a damn as long as I got in the field. And then most of the time, I was outside mid. I wasn't striker till later in my career, which is opposite for you. You were striker more so earlier, and then you dropped back to, back to midfield. So 
yeah, it irks me that I didn't break the record, but at the same time, I'm at peace because, like, shit, I came back from two heart procedures that the, just to tie it. Amen. So I watched, so my perspective was I watched him, like, get closer, 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 and, and I was like, quit fucking scoring. You yeah, know, right. like, of course. And then he told Bruce to make me a super sub, stop starting me. <laughs> shit. He said, hey, Bruce, I, I don't still ain't forgot title, Hey, bro, man, I never win. forget Bruce for that. <laughs> man, I always had me as a sub at the end. What's the story? Nothing. I just felt like I was never his guy. I just, he won our first But Landon was his guy. Oh, really? More so than me. Oh, yeah. he loved you. But dude. definitely way more than me. He's well, like, yeah, I mean, he I said was you were like him a forever. Him. I was around him forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like a damn foster kid. Redhead. Hey, bro. <laughs> I want to go to McDonald's. What's up? He just drive past every time. I'd be thinking, come on, I want a happy meal. Like, it was a situation where, like, when I first went into the national team, I barely got in. And then at the end, I was like... He barely got in. Bro, I barely got in again. Like, what the hell? I couldn't win with him. Um, was your perception a happy different? No, no, but actually the way I think of it is... You can, like, you can look at it different ways. I can be like, oh, oh if I would have scored that goal or that goal, it would have been one more. But then I think about, when was your first cap? How old were you? I was 21. It was in 2004. So I started three years earlier. I played more, I think I played more games than you, didn't yeah. I? Like, way more. Yeah. I took all our penalties. You didn't hardly, like, I, he could have beat me by 20. So I'm like, I'm just great. But I also think it's fitting. I think it's fitting. Oh, that's interesting. I do. I think mm. it's, like, appropriate in a weird, like, weird way. But yeah, he had way more assists than me. Did you, did you care about scoring goals? Like, did you want, did, you know, not did you like, have the not same? Not the obsession like he had. And that's why he was, like, so good in the box. Were you conscious of, because, like, there's this recent, uh, I think it was on Twitter maybe that it came out about the international assists and, like, how you have the about most. About the what? International assists. I know he's not pro speaking properly. He had too much drinks, but. <laughs> international assists is what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So you, what did you, you say? You slurred it up. What did, what did you say? You anyway, are so the, lead, you're like the, leader. the world leader in assists in international. World leader. In national teams? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So we're so that's your reaction, right? So you didn't even know. That just recently came up because I think Neymar. But do other countries even keep assists? Yeah. <laughs> right. But my no, point is, is that something that's that crazy, like, Landon. number no, one? No, you know in the what world. I? My here's my like, he was a killer, like in the box, like killer. I was, I think I watched my dad play hockey growing up, and I would always go to the rink. It was like freezing cold, I would sit there in the rink, but I watched him play and he always made, it seemed like he always made the right decision in like the goal scoring opportunities. So like if it was, if it was the right play so to pass, making, you were selfish. then oh, he would okay, pass. Okay, damn, I read between lines here. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I gave up a lot. Like you scored goals that maybe I would have had a chance to score because you were like willing to take the risk. But I was like, you know what? Probably not the best chance. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. We'll circulate the ball and try again or whatever. But I always just tried to make the best decision in front of goal, regardless if it was shooting or, or not. And I actually, my biggest fault, like Bruce used to get pissed at me, like just be more selfish. Just take it and fucking run by someone and shoot. And I just, I don't know, I didn't view it that way. I just wanted the best chance to score. So that's probably why I, I like valued both equally. Just to go back to that stat that you shared, so all-time leading assists internationally, globally, right? You're number one on the list, the other top four. Or to make up the top four, it's Pushkas, sorry, Neymar, Pushkas, and Messi are your other three on that list, along I mean, with you, Topo. You didn't know why. this? <laughs> Did you really not know this? No, I had no idea. Does it not blow your mind to hear that? 
Well, That's I mean, crazy those guys weren't landing. playing Grenada and St. Kitts and Nevis in qualifying, you know? They oh, stop it. No, you're very humble. Oh, but this guy. On. I don't even know who he is anymore. I remember yeah. this guy when what I was in camp. Like, oh, yeah. We had a lot of games. That I, remember, like, I was one of those assists. I remember, bro. This guy was a killer, bro. He's trying to act all Mr. Nice, I got Dalai the, Lama over I here. I got an assist in Mexico <laughs> from you. I remember when you'd shoot. I'd shoot sometimes with my right foot. You said, oh, you should shot that with your left. Or, uh, you know, someone's well, scored a hat trick. Hey, me. someone's done that before. Like, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? See, now it's coming out. Hey, he's Mr. Nice Guy now. Now he's retired, but when he was playing, hey, don't get it twisted. He was about that. He was about that life. <laughs> Did you have a mean streak? Not mean, but like he lost his competitive. Tempo. He lost <laughs> his <yeah. laughs> But he scores goals, so we really don't care. He lost his temper. <laughs> I do have a temper, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what are we going to do for a tiebreaker for this? I was going to say, Full-time tied, 57 goals apiece. You piece. weren't like a speaker, but when right. you did speak, it was like, I oh got shit. You got an idea? Go on. Yeah. Oh, go on. Better Lynn. hairline. Pardon? <laughs> Shut up, man. Why are you guys laughing back there? Shit ain't funny. <laughs> Give I'll me a real tiebreaker. I say... You went to Turkey and paid for yours. I know you guys have been oh, thinking about this all day. Up, for real. <laughs> Who got bigger eyes? No, we like a real conflict. Give me a pro arm wrestle, flip cut. I don't something. think there's anything I can beat Deuce at now. Not even golf. golf. Well, hey, why can't we just? Didn't you hear you, what I said? I'm, you know, I'm at hey, peace. Guys, I, it can always be time. Okay, we're, be out, we're both at peace with it. Yeah, we're both. I don't think Clint's at peace. Did you not hear that? Clint, we are at peace. Clint, no peace with you. Land, did you know what in the mixer is? No. No, it's not. Okay, so it's oh, like it's a questions bag. game that we play. Like, uh, my bag was it doesn't have to be quick, quick fire, but I'm going to give you a bunch of questions before we let you go, okay? This is the last thing we're going to do with you. Uh, who would portray you in your biopic? Who, I know. Oh, I thought you said betray. No, it's like a portray, lot of sorry. Portray me? You guys want to weigh in on this? Al Pacino. Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why the, why'd Joe you laugh Pesci. like that? <laughs> you guys are fucked up. Are you up, kidding man. me? Hey, you're fucked up. <laughs> uh, who would portray me? me what do you me. think, Kate? Man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how about Matthew McConaughey? I like it as a pick. Okay. He's a little bald too, right? No. What's your favorite Clint story? Oh, that's a good... Oh, I'll tell you my favorite. I mean... It's disgusting, but it's my favorite. It tells you everything you need about Deuce. I've told you this before. So I walked into the training room one day, and Deuce was on the table with our team doctor, and I saw him just going And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I watched the doctor pull off his toenail, his big toe, literally bit by bit, pulled out. He had like gotten hit on his toe, he was bleeding, and I watched him rip oh, off hell. for like 20 minutes, rip off his toenail. And I was like, God, what kind of like uh, numbing cream did you give him? He goes, nope, didn't give him any. He didn't want anything. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I watched him ripped off his hotel nail. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Why would you be offered numbing cream and say no? Because he didn't, he didn't need it. Got that going, Some get people that just feel different. He like that gator. <laughs> Is there anything you didn't ask that you want to ask? Mm. Is there anything you didn't say you wanted to say? I think we've said it all. Have you been drinking since the break? I might have. <laughs> this whole segment has gone egg wall because of this man. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, Landon, we really appreciate you coming through. My pleasure. Thank you.
take a look at a sneak peek of next week's episode of Kicking It. What drove you to take on dominating this media space and hosting? Oh, and I hosting never intended them. to dominate this media space. I, I didn't know what I was doing in this media space. I just kind of landed here somehow. I wanted to be a translator. I had moved to Spain when I had finished high school, so I was like 17. I had done my, my degree in Spain, and then I went to Germany. I got offered like an internship at a TV station, and they, they had a sports anchor who was kind of volatile. And he, he anchored the sports news, and he stormed out one day. He quit uh, over a, a dispute. And so they decided they wanted to cast within the network. And the boss of the network came to me and said, oh, I think you should try out. You, you know, we, you already know the system. We know you can write scripts. You should try out. And I said, no, thank you. I, I have no interest in trying. I don't want to be on TV. And he said, just do, like, do me a favor. Just do it. If it's terrible, we'll never talk about it. But what you got to lose? Just do the casting. Um, and I'll leave you alone. So I did the casting. It was like a, <laughs> it was like sports news. So you're at a desk. I did not know what to wear. So you weren't I, wearing your Fendi and Armani. I borrowed a blazer off someone. It was too big for me. It was like an orange blazer. I looked about 40. Um, and I did this casting, which I've since seen somebody send it to me. Horrific. It's terrible. Really bad. <laughs>